0: Drug therapy outcomes in inflammatory arthritis have improved during the past decades. Still, arthritis pain management remains a great challenge. Increasing use and abuse of prescription opioids has caused worldwide concern. However, only a few previous studies have reported IA patients' opioid use. The aim of our study was to assess to what extent the worldwide opioid epidemic affects Finnish patients with early inflammatory arthritis. The data for this work came from the registers maintained by the Social Insurance Institution of Finland. We collected all incident adult patients with newly onset seropositive and seronegative rheumatoid arthritis and undifferentiated arthritis between 2010 to 14. For each case, three general population controls were matched according to age, sex and place of residence. Patients and controls opioid purchases were evaluated between 2009 to 15. A total of over 12,000 patients were identified. The largest diagnosis group was seropositive RA with over 6,000 individuals. The number of patients in the other groups was just under 3,000 each. UI patients were about eight to nine years younger diagnosis than the patients with RA. In this figure, the center of the horizontal axis represents the index date, which is the date when the patient received the decision of special reimbursements for anti-rheumatic drugs. Opioid purchases were evaluated one year before and after the index date. We further divided this observation time into three-month periods. Here we see that the opioid purchases of seropositive RA patients gradually increased and peaked during the last quarter before the index date, but declined rapidly after the index date when antirheumatic medication was presumably initiated. Similar drop was not seen among the controls. One year after the diagnosis, RA patients still used more opioids than the controls. This same progress was seen in seronegative RA and also in patients with UA. In this UA group, the decrease in opioid purchases was less marked after the diagnosis than in RA, although these patients were significantly younger than RA patients. Instead, in general population, opioid purchases became more common with rising age. Here we show the risk ratio of opioid purchases among the patients one year before and one year after the index date compared to the controls. Patients with UA were up to four times more likely opioid purchasers than their controls during the last quarter before the index date and still a 2.5 volt difference remained during the whole first year after the index date. From this table, we see that at least one opioid purchase was done by 23 to 27% of the patients one year before, and by 15 to 20% of the patients one year after the index date. We also investigated long-term opioid use. The calendar year was divided into three-month periods. Long-term user had opioid purchases at least in three of these periods per year. We found that during the first year after the index date, patients with seropositive RA were 1.3 times, patients with seronegative RA 1.9 times and UA patients 3.5 times more likely long-term opioid users than their controls from the general population. Our analysis included all opioids from mild to strong. The majority of purchased opioids were mild opioids like codeine and tramadol in all IA diagnosis groups and among the controls during the two-year observation period. Moderate and strong opioids were purchased less frequently. So, to conclude, IA patients are more likely to buy opioids one year before and one year after diagnosis than the general population. Opioid purchases peak just before the diagnosis of IA but decrease rapidly after that, especially in seropositive RA. Compared to some Western countries, the use of opioids for arthritis pain among newly diagnosed Finnish IA patients was less common and it concentrated on mild opioids.